welcome, welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. Blair, we're going to talk a little bit of politics. It's time to divide our audience right in half. So we'll have 25 on one side, yep. 26 on the other. <laughs> Perfect. Just like America. <laughs> <laughs> we are a representation of the American uh, uh, current, current state. Okay. Now don't turn off your radio. This is not going to be bad. This is going to go easy. It's going to be very straightforward. There's no need to turn it off and wait for next week. No, nope. but you're going to want to stick around because we're going to announce our candidacy for uh, president <laughs> in 2024 <laughs> at the end. So why do people pick a side? Well, if you're asking me, it starts with your parents. Right. It starts with your grandparents. The, uh, I guess, the, the message that you are given as a young kid, right? usually very impressionable. I would guess so. And that can go both ways. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you, you grow up thinking your parents are idiots. You may go the opposite direction. But uh, we've certainly seen a lot in our lifetime of kids who mimic their parents. Right. I so know Morgan said that at Pascal High School, which in, for those of you all that don't know, is around the TCU, pretty affluent area of Fort Worth, that most of the kids that went to her school were pretty big Trump you know, fans. Yep. Uh, now, that's the affluent white kids, not, right. not necessarily the uh, the minorities. Yeah. And this episode is not Trump versus Biden. No. This is why do we pick a side? Right. So when I was a kid, my grandfather told me a couple of things. I always carry a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. I always have a little walking around money. Yeah. Don't, don't take money from the government. And Dave Brindley needs to learn that uh, walking around money yeah. lesson. Don't take money from the government, huh? Yeah. So... That's interesting. Why uh, did he ever go into that? It was just a. Uh, he, he said, if you're truly going to be a conservative mm-hmm. and you own your own business, then you should be able to make or break it on your own. Okay. Now, he grew up in the Depression. He ate onion sandwiches <laughs> and Delicious. stuff like that. Delicious. You know, worked nine jobs to afford bread and onions for his seven brothers and sisters. But it was just, it was just his theory, and it, it just stuck with me. And it was like. Either you make it or you don't make it, or you make sacrifices. So a lot of people don't make the sacrifices they need to make their budget work. I don't think we're breaking any big hot sports opinions here. Uh, The the amount of people who are house poor in the the Dallas-Fort Worth area that we know uh, is astounding percentage. Yeah, the, the idea that you don't take from government, I don't know that that was ever um, uh, anything that was taught to me, uh, but you know, I never saw uh, my, my family do it, but I, I don't know that anyone did that. But there was a big push towards, uh, towards making it on your own. Right. Uh, and th- which, which is the theory. Yeah. And pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. That right. was a, a common phrase. Yep. And, you know, th- that is easier for some people. That's what I was about to say. It's a lot easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, I, I was raised white. I was raised by college-educated parents. Yeah. It was a lot easier for me to pull myself up by my bootstraps. Yeah, and if we're raised in New York City, we can't even carry a pocket knife. That is correct. So yeah. it doesn't really work there as well. Yeah, and so, yeah, I would. Uh, that is one area. I think sometimes you, know, you get a teacher who has a big, uh, you know, a big effect on you. Maybe you read a biography or you study a president or something like that. 
Uh, I know that uh, you know you get a Ronald Reagan type or a JFK, two right. guys on different sides of the aisle. Th- those guys can definitely do a good job yeah, of persuading. An, an inspirational leader can lean you one way or the other. You know, Reagan was real big when we were in elementary school and a junior high, and then George Bush was one of the first that we could actually vote for. So it was very easy to be Alex P. Keaton and. Yeah, we're a polo and vote Republican. Yeah. Uh, And and man, as a kid, I idolized Alex P. Keaton and his worship of uh, Nixon. Yeah, I I thought that was hysterical because Nixon (laughs) and, you know, when we were kids, Nixon was such a vile creature. He was so (laughs) weird and you knew him from being sweaty and uh, and and certainly getting ousted from the White House. Uh, And to see to see this popular kid on TV, just think he was the greatest thing ever was really funny. And it got me to look at the Republican Party. I was very politically bent uh, in high school. I was on the George Bush uh, election campaign. I was the president of Young Republicans at Abilene High. Um, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was big into it, and a lot of that was you know, personality. Right. Yep. Then you lead into exact opposite of what your parents think. Yeah. Morgan, my daughter would be an example of that. The 1960s would be that. Yes. So counterculture, counterculture, everybody the hell with it. Y'all are going to go to war. We're going to go to San Francisco. Yeah. Thank God they went to San Francisco and didn't (laughs) come here. They've ruined San Francisco. (laughs) No, it's, but a lot of times you, you turn exact opposite. Yeah. And for me, uh, I, I, did, I was not exact opposite. I was probably voting the same way as my parents until I was in my 30s. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I had a, a shift in my way of thinking. But I think that's going to be something that we'll get to as well, is sometimes the way you see the world is changed by the amount of education you take in, yep. the amount of income that you take in, yep. et cetera. And it can get you to see the world through a different prism. So, also traveling a lot. Yeah, one of the big fears right now, I think— the fear is, well, if you, the secondary education, all these colleges are only teaching liberal stuff. Right. That's just not true. <laughs> no. They, they, Boogeyman. They teach stuff, and what you actually believe is, I mean, you read the book, you interpret it. How do you interpret it? How do I interpret it? Maybe it's the same, maybe it's different. Well, I think the Bible will be a great example of 100%. that. 100%. It's the same book. But how many different interpretations, you know, do we have of that? Because I had professors tell me that there was stuff that was not really how it happened in the past in a history class. And I was like, that's absolute bullshit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because 19 other books say it didn't happen that way that you're saying it. But you have to make that decision on your own. And history is written by the winners. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think it was Howard Zinn that, that really shook up people's uh viewpoint of history when he wrote the people's history of the united states and tried to tell it from the side of the oppressed or the side of the losers and it really got people to go whoa whoa you're throwing the news through a prism for me this is this is messing with my head some people change their thoughts on how they see the government helping and how they see the government working based on their new income yeah Uh, either direction up or down no doubt. I mean, uh, take the PPP, uh, you know, for that. Uh, you and I both know a lot of staunch, dyed-in-the-wool Republicans who the first day the PPP was announced, they were applying. 
uh, I know that uh, that I you know I, I work in the uh, you know in the recruiting business, right. and a lot of the firms that I was with, I, I've had people represented the, uh, those firms. Go, well, we didn't take a hit at all, but we, we damn sure got the money. Yeah, uh, and and that's a pretty Republican based you know field. So a lot of times you you do act in a way that uh, is different than the way that you profess to believe. Right, and you fly your you fly your flag for your team that is supposed to be ultra conservative. And then you take that additional money for the unemployment that's provided. Right. And, uh, and so it's I think just we're tiptoeing into the world of hypocrisy, Dave. One hundred percent. Right. Amazing the humans. When your they? group riots, it's okay. When our group riots, it's not okay. And when overseas their group riots, oh well, let's celebrate it. It's yeah. all hypocrisy. The the problem I think becomes a lack of perspective. And, you know, there was a, a quote that I heard the other day that said that um, it, it's it's not that you um, it's not that you can't believe me it's that you're not curious enough to understand my position and because people have already made up their minds. And so if, if the mind is made up and you've got your heels dug into the ground, there's not a lot of room for healthy discourse. Right. And and that's what we're seeing. You and I have differed. You know about a lot of things in life, right. but it, it doesn't make me love you any less. It doesn't make me, you know, any less interested in having the conversation. But you're different. You'll actually have a conversation and strive to see my side. But it hasn't been one hundred percent. I have to believe this way, or one hundred. You're one hundred percent correct, or I'm one hundred percent wrong. No, in fact, uh, you could actually think differently. I, I will not call him out on this podcast. But <laughs> a friend of mine uh, called me, and he was like, "Hey." Uh, are you voting for who I think uh, you should? Uh, uh, you're going to vote for? And I was like, Yeah, probably. And he goes, uh, Have you looked at the the full platform that he stands for? I said, No, I haven't. He goes, Yeah, uh, stay there. Do not read the whole thing. You'll you'll get sick to your stomach halfway through. <laughs> but but that's the way you do business these days. Is well, like this eighty percent that's in the middle, right? Is being torn into two different camps yep. over electability. Yeah, or one policy. Yep. Well, don't take my guns or abortion or whatever. These yeah. lightning rod things that get us to be more divided than we are uni unified. It's an electability issue, one hundred percent, ninety percent of the time. Does that even make sense? But <laughs> I don't think the math works <laughs> on that. Your electability, if you say, I think that some people don't need to have a gun. Oh, you hate the Second Amendment. You're going to hell. <laughs> I like the judgment that they're going to go to hell if they don't like the Second Amendment. Wow. Yeah, and that is true. I know a lot of liberals, and at least the ones I know, have no interest in taking people's guns away. Uh, but they are sort of interested in, hey, do we need it the second you go into a gun store? Could you wait a few days? But, but that gets people real nervous. Let's say you have your divorce papers in your hand. Mm -hmm. You're sweating. Yeah. Your sleeves are rolled up. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what kind of bullets go in that pistol. Probably... My a waiting period's not that bad for that. Maybe a background check. They make you wait <laughs> to get a divorce. There's a 90-day cooling off period because people. I don't, Dave. I, I don't want to shock you on this, but sometimes people's decisions on a Monday night may not be the same decisions on a Tuesday morning. Huh? Yeah. What about on a 
Thursday night where Touch and Go is playing at the tap. <laughs> right. The same, beloved. Same? Yeah. Uh, same exact okay, thing. Okay. So okay. sometimes emotions get carried away. Let's say that you're at a, a fun rally and you're having a good time. Okay. Next thing you know, you're breaking into the Capitol building. Yeah. that, And it, you didn't it, think it, it through. That's no, a federal crime. You're trying to get your picture. Right. With Capitol Police. You're, you're big ball in it. And we're not making a lot of the situation, but it, people are sometimes people are just dumb. They'd be better to go, well, maybe we'll do that Capitol thing tomorrow morning. Let me yeah. sleep this Let one me off. Think this one off. <laughs> right. Let me call three or four independent people who are not caught up in this mob and find out what their opinion is of me going in there. One of the big downfalls of our the way our democracy is set up is one third of it is based on personality. <laughs> You're giving it the 33.3. Yeah. So, well, I mentioned Reagan and I mentioned JFK and those are two easy personalities to get caught up in. There's no doubt about that, but there's 90% of the people that don't even know who their house of representatives is, <laughs> who their Senator is. Dude. And they have the exact same amount of power, uh, if not more. So M Morgan, my daughter, has a theory that she should be the only one making decisions for everyone because yeah. no, no one else actually studies up on things. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, democracy's hard because, well, not enough people have the I could give a shit gene. Yes. And I wish more people did. Yeah. And, you know, I could ride anything out for four years, right? I mean... I mean, people do prison sentences. No one wants to take statistics in college. Well, no one's a harsh. Yeah, but no one like okay. you and I. Most people listening to this podcast don't want to take statistics oh, in college. Oh, 100% of people listening to this podcast do not want to take statistics in college. But who gives a shit? You got to take it. Just get it over with, knock it out, and go to something else and leave it in the past. Yeah. Don't keep complaining about nixon back in 1968 come on let it go i think there was a famous musical uh about a lady in the snow that sang a song that's similar to that <laughs> let it go thing uh, your daughter taylor might uh, be able to introduce that to you if you don't know it but yeah i don't understand the idea that another person's going to make a decision right and then that's got to ruin my life for the rest of your life yeah no, I'm fine. I how many <laughs> Here's the question that I love to have when I'm talking to people about this and I'm just goading them cuz I it doesn't affect me who you like or who you don't like. That doesn't change. I still go home to Stacy. I'm very happy. I still get to hug Taylor. Mm -hmm. I still get to <laughs> drink beer and watch the Aggies. But the president of the United States does not affect your daily life. Unless you let it or <laughs> unless you read Facebook. <laughs> right. One of those two things. But technically, financially, spiritually, who, whatever way, mm -hmm. they can't make changes without the other two parts of the system. Yeah, there's checks and balances for a reason. And I do think that we tend to over-villainize. Right. Because, Vilify? because there's one name attached to it instead of 50 or... 140 or whatever the other one is. Well, if Nancy Pelosi liked it, then I'm going to... it's got to be bad. I'm going to fucking hate it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, is there a chance that having more information is bad? 
A thousand percent. You, is there a chance that people read the headline two lines and not the rest of the paragraph? Also, yes. The, uh, by the way, guilty as charged on that, Your Honor. Is there a chance that replies with comments become the news instead of the actual news? Well, the comments are the only fun thing to read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, this gun only shoots high and to the right. The, is the comment, not the other <laughs> 700 five-star comments. Right. The one guy that shoots high and right. Yeah, the... I think the problem also is when you're reading something, you read it in the tone in your head. Right. So, for instance, put it back on an Aggie non-political thing. Okay. Kellen Mond. Yes. He is now going pro. Yes. Uh, I happen to be an Aggie who really liked Kellen Mond. Me too. And they did a brilliant piece on him, I thought. Nice nice interview, 45 minutes on, on Tex Ags. And Could f- not have been more positive. The first comment, bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, first off, funny, but second off, god damn. <laughs> just uh, to summarize, a, a guy who stood for the uh, you know Aggie values and worked his ass off and was a good leader, summarized in a three-letter word. You know, just crazy. But lo- that's lo- what I remember more than the interview. Local weatherman Pete Delkus. Comes onto the screen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell you about the snow first, <laughs> right? Where you may not need to go travel. Very first words out of his mouth: "I'm not breaking into the game. You are not missing any of the football game." Right. Snow again. There's snow coming, <laughs> but you need to know that because when he did break into the game, he got destroyed on oh. Twitter. Dude, because he, he broke into the cowboy game instead of announcing an F five tornado coming through downtown Dallas. Right. <laughs> yeah, people don't don't mess with the cowboy game down here. Even if we're six games out of the playoff hunt, it better be pretty damn important. So it would be a lot better if people would think, okay, these are my values. But to get things actually done, I it's a little bit of give and take. So when we yeah, so when we talk about values, uh, that is something that has changed very much in our lifetime, and that is that the family values thing you, you hear right. a lot uh, for you know and and you just hear that and it immediately goes uh, oh conservative, and one of the things that the Republican Party did brilliantly, but uh, it 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 hurt my you know interaction with the Republican Party was bringing in the church. And getting the religious right uh, to to march along, and I'm one of those old crazy fuddy duddies who actually thinks that when the the founders set up a system to separate church and state, huh. that, that that was a good idea. Huh. So we shouldn't tell people what to how do to about live their life. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm almost libertarian in some ways. Of I kind of liked your your granddad's theory of oh let's let's figure out if you can make it on your own. You can't. Well, better figure out another way to make it. Supply and demand. Yeah. And and so, you know, the the two-party system, Dave, are we in a position in which there will ever be a future otherwise? Or is it a lot like an NFL team that there's just so damn much money in those parties that there's just no room for anyone else at the end? Well, electability is 100% the key. 
And if you say one thing that the other side doesn't 100% agree with, then you're unelectable. Now, unelectability also leads to no one in their right mind would want to put up with that BS. Well, there's not how many Fortune 500 CEOs go, ooh, ooh, they raise their hand, ooh, 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 I, I want to be president. No, but, hell no. Well, and that was the thing that Howard Stern used to say all the time about Trump is like, you have the greatest life ever. Why would you want to go and get, and open yourself up to all of this, you know, uh, just absolute, you know, misery of having people like literally vilify and hate you? Yeah. And you don't have to pick a side. You can believe part of one side and part of the other, and you're still not going to go to hell. So let me give you a, a thought. What if you had a personality like a, let's say, Matthew McConaughey? Okay. And, you know, generally people like Matthew. Uh, people might think he's a little bit flaky. I don't know what their opinions are, but uh, he's a likable guy. What if he just published his thoughts and just said, all right, so I'm socially liberal, fiscally conservative. I'm just making this up mm -hmm. for a hypothetical candidate. Yeah. And he just wrote down, all right, here's the way that I'm socially liberal, and here's the way that I'm physically conservative and he just presented that and it spoke right to the middle 80 percent mm -hmm. of americans yep could personality make people be sensible and just look at the list and go you know what i'm good with 12 of these 15 things 12 out of 15 is pretty good better than six out of 12 uh or seven and a half out of 15 why can't that happen? Why can't be people be, be sensible? As long as he leaves a couple of trigger points off of there. Right. That are going to come up. What do you think the big trigger points are? So ridiculous, and it doesn't have anything to do with making our country successful. <laughs> no. I don't even want it. There's trigger points. There's a couple <laughs> of trigger points that are ridiculous. Uh -huh. They're never going to change. They're always, they're set in stone. They're already done. All right, so here's my platform. So let them go. Yeah, so here's my platform. We're going to let whatever the hell you want to do socially, yeah, you get married, have benefits, whatever, we're going to allow that. Yes. Because we, we don't give a shit. The other thing is we're going to have a badass education system, a badass military, and a badass health care system. That might actually pass. Yeah. Those are, that's. That's all I care about. The one thing... And people can legally have guns. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can have as many guns as you there want. You Armed to the teeth. Yes. Because uh, uh, I, I don't care about guns. I do think if you have a criminal record and things of that nature, then, hey, yeah, we probably ought to keep... Well, so does every other gun owner. Yeah, so uh, I'm totally fine. Like, let's all just be rational about gun use. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't care. I love the idea that people can't invade this country. Uh, they will get cranked up. And, you know, uh, police forces, uh, I am not for minimizing police forces. No. <laughs> I like the popo. Yeah, me too. Not yeah. on Saturday night. I don't I mean, but there's Uber for that. Yeah, don't come around my house, <laughs> <laughs> but go to the bad people's houses. So right now, if you go in and you get elected, you're on one platform or the other. Mm -hmm. You're either all the way one direction or all the way the other direction. Now, you get up to Washington, you talk to your buddies, y'all have a cocktail, and you say, you know what, I think we can make that work. Oh, he's a traitor. Oh, he's going to the other side. 
he's working with the other people. So that it, it is didn't used to be that way. That is the ball breaker of what has happened in the I don't know. What do you think that is? Last twenty years? Because I, I do it last ten. Yeah. I remember when it used to be something that you bragged about that you could go across the aisle and, yeah. and influence and get votes and and be sensible. I, I think the the one thing that we're not addressing here is when we're president and vice president, Dave, we're bringing <laughs> one issue at a time to Congress. Yeah. No pork belly. Now, see, pork bellies are the, the uh, bane of my existence. Yep. If you got to close down an Air Force base because it ain't working anymore, you don't need it. I, I, sorry, K. Bailey Hitchinson, I don't need your vote. Yeah. So pork bellies are additives to bills in legislation to get your vote. So we're going to give your district $3 million to study the hoot owl, <laughs> and we're going to give uh, $19,000 with the Simon Says to your elementary school mm -hmm. for your vote on this tank. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> just vote on the tank, I yes just, or no. Yeah, when we're president and vice president, we're just voting <laughs> one issue at a time. Because Americans, and me included, and, and probably the world population, we can't focus on more than one. No. Hell, you and I did a an, a podcast about New Year's resolutions where we talked about the fact that we couldn't even read one book at a time. No. So the Internet has made it awesome that you can read these bills. Great. Now we have people misinterpreting the bills. Well, yeah. And we can see all the pork belly in it, and it's... Well, the problem is makes I, it more frustrating. I saw Pelosi at the top, or I saw Mitch. That's at where the people top. stop reading. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shit. Oh, I'm done. Well, that's it. Mitch wrote this. No oh, way. That's it can be it. Smart. I'm out. I'm not reading this one anymore. So, um, I don't think it's going to change until we're in office. <laughs> well, we're not going to be in office, but not with that attitude. <laughs> if <laughs> if if we would just let Robert O'Keefe play throughout the country, right? So everybody settle down. Have a nice cold Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Maybe cold. a campfire. Campfires are good. Maybe some marshmallows. And just relax. Let's step back a little bit. Are you suggesting that we're more similar than we are different? Well, yes. Man, let's get some kumbaya going on <laughs> up in here. This has been peaceful. Because it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't change the fact that everybody, when everybody goes back home, do they, their Democrat lives across the street, so they're going to go over there and burn down their house? No, they go, they still go over there and have a lemonade stand and cook burgers. We're all still going to go to Brett's Backyard Barbecue <laughs> yeah. and have some brisket. Yep. We're all going to Rodeo Goat for a burger. It's good. One of the most um, interesting things, or one of my most favorite things of going to RAR Brewery, mm -hmm. there is felt hats, there is hippie beards. There is uh, young people, old people, yeah, tall people, suits. short people. I mean, it's like watching uh, the electric company. <laughs> the, the bastion of uh, diversity. <laughs> A of little bit of everything. Of the 1970s. Well, Dave, if we learned anything here, it's that people are jerks. Everyone calm down. Have a beer. Listen to some Robert Earl King. Don't read bills well, just do we learn do read bills but read the whole bill don't interpret bills wait 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 if you read the bill don't get on social media immediately after 
Give yourself a day. It should all be TikTok and Instagram. Oh, I hate TikTok so much. <laughs> How could you possibly hate TikTok? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Send I'm not you. even on TikTok. I just. I hate it because I have to watch the dances while I'm cooking dinner every night. Hey, you're watching. That's the thing about TikTok is uh, it's just like the American political scene. There's multiple news sources. Yes. Like I can't get a news source from the other side. Right. Like, no, I would like to know what the other side is thinking. No. Uh, my computer just feeds me more of the stuff. And yeah, I get it. And you'll be infuriated if you do see it. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think the very first podcast that we did, you said, I got up and I checked the conservative news to see if the sun rose in the east. And it did. And then I went over to the liberal news and sure enough, it was confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and not enough people do that because, man, your news sources are even, you know, crazy and tilted to you because they're looking for likes. You yeah. know, they're looking for screen yeah. time. Yep. They want your they want your thumbs up. They want your screen time. They want your eyeballs. Um, I think that if everybody will just chill. Mm hmm. No one's listening by now for sure. <laughs> right. You, now's the time to drop the hammer. So if you're listening to this now still mm -hmm. and you comment on our website, we're going to send you a $25 gift card. Yeah. And you could donate it to whatever. Or use it. What? No, don't use it. <laughs> donate it to whatever cause that you prefer. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's, I'm guessing it's going to a pug institution <laughs> right. if i had to guess it'd be for a case of boudin or a pug <laughs> yeah <laughs> so give us a comment down at the bottom anybody that's listening i don't think anybody actually made it here because no one wants to hear our opinion except us until next week we're out of here